Hey, Faith Community Church. I'm Jason Wick. We are continuing our walk through the New Testament. Today we are in 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Uh, as we, we get to this chapter, we see that, that Paul is confronting the Corinthian church on some pretty serious issues, right? There's some sexual immorality that is happening, sexual immorality that is that is not acceptable in the church. And Paul says this is not even accepted among the unbelievers, right? A man is sleeping with his father's wife. Like this is this is out of control. This is this is this is crazy behavior. And Paul says, look, let's make sure we handle this and we handle it well. And so as we read this, this chapter, 1 Corinthians chapter 5, uh, it's important for us to understand that, that Paul's motives here are out of love, right? Love for the individual who is committing the sexual immorality and love for the congregation uh, that, that has him in their midst. And so as we read this and as we talk about things like church discipline, we need to make sure that we're coming from an attitude of, of love. Right, that I am, I am doing these things not because I want to bring someone else down, not because I, I, you know, thrive on the drama of the church and who's doing what, and not that I want to compare myself to others. And it's like, well, at least I'm not like that guy who's sleeping with his father's wife. Like, I, we have to have this this attitude of of brokenness. Uh, of of heartache, of a desire to love, and that that desire to love needs to push us to do things that otherwise we'd feel uncomfortable doing. And so one of the things, you know, as you're trying to grow a church like the Corinthian church is doing here, one of the things that, that the world would say you don't do is you don't kick people out. Right? If you're trying to grow the church, you don't, you don't start booting people out for their sin. Uh, you don't want to be a known as you know, a church that, that practices church discipline. And if you sin and you're unrepentant, we're going to tell everyone not to associate with you anymore. Right? If you're trying to grow a church, that's sort of a, a scary tactic. But Paul's love for this individual pushes him to to do things in a a Matthew 18 way that Jesus described in Matthew chapter 18 of this is how you handle sin and this is what's good for the individual and this is what's good for the church as a whole is that we handle sin seriously right we don't we don't take unrepentant sin and just try to sweep it under the rug right now I don't know why the Corinthian church allowed, you know, this to take place and he wasn't already kicked out of the church, uh, but it's what's happening. And so Paul says, are you, are you arrogant? Shouldn't you be filled with grief and removed from your congregation, the one who did this, right? We can't allow this behavior to take place. And I, I said it's out of love. How is it loving uh, to kick someone out of the church, right? We would think, if we're, if we're thinking with just our, our earthly mindset and and trying to, to go at this from a human perspective, we think if this man is in sin, what better place for him to be at than the church? And yet Paul and Christ in Matthew 18 says, no, you need to, to dismiss him from the church if he remains unrepentant. How is that loving? Uh, Paul says in verse 5 that you hand that one over to Satan, like you don't even you don't even eat with him, you don't you don't fellowship with him anymore, and and what does this do? Is it's it's sort of making him live in the mess that he's created for himself, right? Allowing him to feel the sting of his disobedience, and so you you remove him from the fellowship of the church. Uh, I remember there were times when I made mistakes as a kid, right? I was uh, one one time in particular. 
I was, was wasteful with my breakfast cereal day after day. I was pouring more than I would eat. And, and one day my mom says, the next time you do that, right, you're going to live with that mistake. You're going to see the consequences of your actions. And if you don't eat that cereal for breakfast, I'm going to put it in the refrigerator and you're going to eat it for lunch. And so me being a, a young child didn't, didn't take my mom seriously. And so one morning I'm pouring my cereal. I, I poured more than I can eat after being warned several times. And my mom took that, put it in the, the refrigerator, and I thought it was just a show. I thought she was just going to, you know, I'm going to make you eat it, and you're going to try it, and it's going to be soggy and gross. But guess what came out of the refrigerator at lunchtime? While everyone else is eating lunch food, I have a what is now a bowl with really saturated cereal, soggy, three times the size uh, that it should be cereal. That is that is gross. And I thought, okay, mom, like you've made your point. I won't waste it anymore. And she said, like, no, let's live with the consequences of your actions. Now, on a much larger scale, that's what's happening here in First Corinthians chapter five. Like, they want him to feel the sting of his consequences, so that he might be saved in the day of the Lord. So that he sees this is what sin gets me. Right, sin leads me away from fellowship with other believers. It drives me away from God, towards things that that promise me satisfaction, that promise me joy, but in the end, give me nothing. And so, so Paul is saying, and Christ is saying in, in Matthew eighteen, look, let them see that that what they are pursuing isn't going to fulfill them. But instead, what fulfills them is, is the truth that comes from God's word. It's the truth that's found in churches. And so he says, look, if they're unrepentant, go. And that's an important thing to remember here is, is there's a process to this, right? It's, it's not any time we mess up. We all mess up. We all fall short. We all, we all make mistakes. But it's that unrepentant attitude that says, I know I made a mistake, and I want to keep making that mistake, and I'm not sorry I've made that mistake. That's what leads us uh, to, to disciplining, um, people in this way. And it's, it's loving for the, the local church, right? When, when there's sin in the church, it, it has an uh, effect that, that the rest of the congregation can feel. In verse six, he says, don't you know that a little leaven leavens the whole batch of dough? Clean out the old leaven so that you may be a new unleavened batch as indeed you are, right? So he wants them to see like you cannot allow sin to fester, to thrive in your midst, but you have to cut it off, right? And so that's what we see done here. And so out of love for the individual, out of love for the church, right, we need to do things in a biblical way. And so this is a challenge to us as believers to say, like, I need to take my sins seriously as, as I'm fellowshipping and living life with other believers. I need to, to continue to call them to righteousness. And if, if unrighteousness abounds, I need to take the biblical steps of, of pushing that person away uh, so that they can be handed over to Satan in the hopes that they would be saved in the day of the Lord. And so take take your sin seriously, take the sin of those around you seriously, uh, and uh, watch what God can do uh, as you, you walk with him in righteousness. God bless. Have a great day.